Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. Today, we're going to talk about video conferencing and how seeing is believing. If you're new to the podcast, really happy that you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. As you may know, I've read a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And I recently released a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. My business, The Brief Lab, helps people become clear and concise communicators. And the point of this podcast really is to help you in any way possible to you know, raise your game. So today I'm going to talk about something that is hitting all of us right now, which is we're using video conferencing as a way to communicate. And it is really becoming the fabric of how people are staying connected. And it's amazing. So today I'm not going to give any lessons about how to do it or do's and don'ts. And it's just going to be an observation about, face it, this technology that's available to us right now, it really works. It's working. We're still connected. And I just wanted to share with you a personal story because 18 years ago, I worked at a big agency called Ketchum. And one of my clients, a company called Tanberg, T-A-N-D-B-E-R-G, which is a Swedish video conferencing manufacturer, we were their agency of record. So I ran that account in 2000. In two, 2003, 2004. And the chief marketing officer and I were close collaborators. In fact, we're still close friends to this day. And I look back now and I realize, wow, I actually have a subspecialty of video conferencing and pandemics. But it's not on my resume, but it's true. In, uh, in, in that time, SARS was happening and Tanberg was one of my biggest clients. And we talked, uh, she and I and her team did a lot of marketing, a lot of messaging around face-to-face communication and making the argument that video conferencing was the way to go. Now, you have to remember the time was different, right? So we've, we take this stuff for granted because it's available, and that's really the point of the podcast. You know, the point is how easy it is for us to take advantage of things that just, you know, 15, 20 years ago were unimaginable. So let me tell you the story of Tanberg and what happened. So we just imagine is, you know, video conferencing was available, but it was a rarity. So you would have occasionally in conference rooms this equipment, this gear that was very, very expensive, tens of thousands of dollars, if not $50,000 or more to install these things, dedicated flat screens, um, boxes, connections requiring, you know, a lot of technical setup. You have a remote control. You would have a setup on your end, but what made it work, or really most cases not work, is if the person on the other side didn't have the same system or or a similar system, it wouldn't work at all. So it was a point-to-point thing. So if I had an office in Chicago, and in this case, uh, the Tanberg U.S. headquarters was in Northern Virginia, their team had units, but you would grab your remote control and you would dial this series of numbers. I believe it was like an IP address, and you would connect with the other endpoint or the other video conferencing. It was, it was really cool. So we would collaborate using video conferencing, and it was amazing. I experienced almost 18 years ago what people use every day right now, and it blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind because I'm having a face-to-face conversation um, with this woman and her team, and it was like they were right next door. 
right in front of me, right in the same room. And we were making this argument, but the technology wasn't there. It just wasn't even close to being there. It was like pushing a thousand pound rock uphill. It just wasn't, it wasn't going to work because the technology wasn't pervasive enough. Um, we were dealing with things like codecs and endpoints and multipoints and gateways. Voice over IP was just emerging, all these technical things. I'm like, nobody's going to do this. This is just so confusing, absolutely confusing. It was like changing the way we work. You'd have to make these massive you know, purchases, capital expenditures as companies to do this. I mean, dealing with something called an H.323 protocol, which is the system specification that basically made sure that the systems were able to talk to each other. Um, internet connectivity, bandwidth, you have to have an ISDN line. A T, I mean, all these things which were incredibly confusing, not readily available. And that was 18 years ago. Let's fast forward to today. It's 2020. Video conferencing is pervasive. It works. It's absolutely working. It's connecting us. Um, the conditions then that weren't available, what, 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 do, what do we have now? We have everybody's got, for the most part, high-speed bandwidth to their home, which, you know, even 10 years ago wasn't, wasn't the case. Um, laptops and computers with cameras you know, to buy one of these systems back then, you had to have actually have a dedicated high-end camera. Now they have cameras everywhere. You've got them on your phones, your laptops, on your PC. I mean, your cameras everywhere. So cameras are not an issue. Internet connectivity, not an issue. And all of that, con that confusing technology, gone. You don't need to know what a codec is, if you're an endpoint or multipoint, where the gateway is. All this stuff is just gone. You can just get on a Zoom call get on FaceTime, uh, do a Google Hangout, Microsoft Teams, whatever system you're using, and it, and it just works, and it's not hard. It's amazing. So why am I talking about this today? Why am I, you know, why seeing, believing? Um, I'm not trying to be nostalgic. Yeah, it was really interesting and cool for me to go back and reflect that 18 years ago, I had this unique professional experience of being the agency of record for Tanberg and really thinking about and predicting and talking about the advent of pervasive face-to-face -face communication, you know, on a scale. I couldn't even imagine then what's possible now. It was like, it was like seeing cars fly. I don't know how else to explain it to you. Um, we spent an enormous amount of time talking, writing, doing research, talking to analysts, promoting face-to-face -face communication as this viable method of staying connected, certainly in a pandemic, but in other circumstances, you have to travel. And we made all these arguments about travel and was it going to kill the travel industry? No. So why am I telling you this today? Just a, just a few things just to appreciate, because I think in life, sometimes goodness comes our way and we just miss it. And I think what's happening right now with video conferencing might be one of those moments. Let's not miss it. Okay. So the first thing is let's marvel at technology and what technology brings us. Okay. For me, one of the stories of like this marvelous thing in technology, and I love technology in, in its ability to do incredible things, is remote deposit capture. Now, most of you probably don't even know what that is, but you do it all the time. Remote deposit capture is when you take your smartphone and you take a picture of a check and you deposit it in your bank. I remember, I don't know how many years ago it was, five, 10 years ago, reading a Wall Street Journal article one day. And the article said that Chase Bank now has the ability to do remote deposit capture. Well, what was the first thing I did? 
I had the app. I went on the app, and sure enough, it allowed you to deposit a check. So I grabbed a check that I had to take to the bank or mail in. I put it on my desk. I took a picture, and it hit submit, and it was submitted to the bank, and it blew my mind. What you're saying that I can use my phone to take a picture of a check, not have to go to a bank and endorse it. I remember going to the bank with my dad on Saturdays and waiting in lines to deposit checks or just going to a bank and waiting in line to deposit a check and whatever. Now, I don't have to do that. It was amazing. And now we don't even like we assume that that's how it was always done. That's just one example. And I think video conferencing is is equal, even just way more mind-blowing in its ability. So let's marvel at these advances. Let's not dismiss them. What Zoom is able to do in FaceTime is absolutely game-changing. It's life-changing. Imagine if this crisis that we're going through right now happened 10 years ago. I've said this because I've talked to many of you in person. Sorry to be so blunt. We're screwed. I mean, we, we video conferencing and seeing each other and staying connected and making it easy that anybody can jump on these calls is, is holding the fabric of society together in a way that was not possible 10 years ago. It just wasn't. So let's marvel at these advances. Let's thank, you know, our, you know, thank God, thank the heavens for these things, because it's really incredible that I can stay in contact with my colleagues in Chicago and Virginia beach and all over the country and my clients. And I was on a video conference call yesterday with somebody in the Navy in, in, in Coronado and he was on his phone and, and, uh, we had great calls, perfectly clear. There was no latency or no delay in the signal. We had a great conversation. It was, was it like, and this is my second point, in person? No, but this is the argument, and it was the argument 18 years ago. Is this going to replace travel? It's not an either-or argument. It's an and argument. What do I mean? It's not either we're going to use video conferencing and never see each other again. These are hybrid things. I'm going to do this and this and this. And so many people just default to it's either this or that. No, not at all. I, I can do a FaceTime call with, with friends and family. I can do a Zoom call with work colleagues. And it, it, it strengthens the relationship. It doesn't replace one form of communication. I, I of course, want to be there in person. So if you look at the hierarchy, I mean, being in person with, with someone is, is the best, right? Now we have a second best which is I can do face-to-face communication, face-to-face communication with somebody in, almost in an instant and have it be, there's no echoing, there's no pixelating for the most part. There's still, you know, bandwidth issues. But Zoom, for example, is incredible, right? In all these things it's able to do. So it's not an either-or argument. It's an and. I can meet with a person in person and I can do it over video conferencing and I can do it through, you know, chat in, in, in instant messaging, and I can through it to email, and I through web conferencing. There's all these available, you know, channels or tools that just make the possibility of staying connect connect with people in the place quite quite easy, actually, really pretty easy. And I think this is one of the things that we're experiencing right now is is the thrust of so many people into this world of video conferencing. Let's not miss the moment. This is incredible what we're able to do in a very difficult situation. Imagine if it weren't the case, and let's celebrate the fact that it is. And it will always be part of our lives, that, that this is another option to stay connected. And let's use it. Let's use it. If you can FaceTime a friend, um, 
and you can do that, take advantage. They want to see you, you know, uh, check in. Let's not, let's not take this incredible advance for granted. Okay. And my, and my, my, my last point is, you know, face-to-face matters. Seeing somebody, you know, seeing is believing as the expression goes, and that's kind of how, how I opened. But seeing person matters. You see how they're reacting, and it's a personal relationship. It's a professional connection. You know, seeing somebody how they, all, all, and all of their mannerisms, is, is, is it the same as in being in person? No. But it's close. In many regards, it's really close. I mean, I had a meeting with our team yesterday, and we were on a call, and it felt like we were together. Of course we weren't, but it felt close. And that's, and that's the values, that face-to-face matters. And this, and this type of communicating right now is, is upon us. It works. It's connecting us. And it's, it's, it's simply amazing. And that was really the point that I wanted to share with you, you know, um, today in this, in this podcast. Don't miss the moment. Celebrate it. It is incredible. And I think back to my, my Tanberg days and in the advent of this and what I'm seeing in front of me. I have to remind myself, if you told me 18 years ago you know, 18 years ago, that people could sit like I'm doing right now in a home studio with all the gear that I have, high-end document cameras, digital uh, microphones, laptops with, 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 uh, with cameras, um, an extra monitor, all these things, with the, all these things in, a, in, in, uh, in, a, in a house with broadband, high-speed internet connections, I would have told you you're crazy. And here it is. Here it is. I, I knew all of the obstacles back then that we would have to overcome in order to make this happen, and they've all been overcome. All of those things have been overcome. It's amazing. So to kind of wrap this up, when we all meet again in person and you say, it's so good to see you, you'll mean it this time. Just saying. Just saying.